You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Dave with Military to Millionaire. Uh, today's interview is with Jacob Ayers. He is a fire protection engineer with uh, eight rental properties under his belt, and he currently runs the podcast, The Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom. So, Jake or Jacob, as we were just discussing whether we go by Dave or David, and then I told him Dave is what I use when I don't like talking to people jokingly, and I just referred to him as Dave, so I'm sure he feels super welcome on the show. Uh, <laughs> No, but so so Jacob and I, uh, I guess first met on Bigger Pockets. You could say we didn't actually meet, but we were on uh, Bigger Pockets episode show two eighty one together. And then as soon as the episode aired, I reached out to him and the other guy, and I never heard from the other guy. But Jacob and I, since I've been on his podcast, we talk all the time, and so it was time to get him on here to uh, to talk to you guys. So uh, welcome, Jacob. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey. Thanks so much for having me on. Jake, Jacob here. Yeah, excited. Um, yeah, so yeah, like you mentioned, we uh we're both on episode 281 of the Bigger Pockets podcast, which is a really cool experience. We reached out to each other, connected there, of course, got lots of commonalities. And uh yeah, it's been a fun time. I've had you on my podcast, and now I'm excited to be here and talk with your audience today. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. So uh, you know, we I've heard a little bit about your story, but what got you started in real estate? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And it's, uh, you know, there's not really like a point in time I can point to exactly and say like, oh, that was the light bulb. But, you know, I was born and raised with this blueprint to go to school, get a good education, get a good job, go to college, do all those things right. And then the final step of that blueprint is get a good job. So I did that, right? I, you know, went to engineering school, got a degree, moved to Houston, Texas, where I entered the corporate world of engineering. And that was like the final master step in my whole blueprint that I was like born and raised with. So from there, it was like, all right, you're 23, 24 years old, got a whole life ahead of you and no, no future plan. So what was next? So I was really interested in personal finance and just trying to, you know, get my head wrapped around how to, you know, get my finances in order for the rest of my life. And, you know, from there, there's really no, there's no like unique advice out there. It's like, you know, work for an employer, retire at the age 65, you know, invest in your 401k and hey, just do those things. And I just didn't really settle well with me. So I started down this path of just looking at different options and I'm a pretty simple guy. So at one point in time, I was trying to invest in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and just trying to, you know, play that game. And I luckily did okay with it, but it was just blind, dumb luck. It wasn't because I had any kind of skill or knowledge or even halfway knew what I was doing, right? But I didn't lose my shirt, so that was okay. And then I thought, all right, well, I better, you know, you know, call it quits while I'm ahead. And I became really interested in real estate investing because it was like this tangible asset I could kind of understand I think at the end of the day, everybody has some kind of level of understanding of real estate. Like I can show you an apartment or a house and you can say like, Hey, that's a really nice property or Hey, that's a slum. I wouldn't live there. It's probably only going to rent for like $300 a month or Hey, that's a mansion. Like that thing's probably worth North of $10 million. So at the end of the day, everybody can kind of, you know, understand the value of real estate and same with me. So, um, I just decided to take the leap and I spent 
maybe six or eight, maybe even 12 months, just purely educating myself, listening to podcasts, you know, immersing myself in the world of bigger pockets, which, you know, you and I go way back on. And uh, yeah, eventually I just decided to take the leap and buy my very first rental property, which was a very low end property. I'd be happy to talk about the details of that one, but, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's been a fun journey ever since. Yeah, that's killer. So that's, and I agree, uh, the whole talk real estate because, you know, everyone's got an opinion on, on real estate. And I think one of the things I liked was as I started talking to people about how I was looking into real estate investing, um, the responses that I got from people who had mentored me at some point in life were much different from when I talked about buying a car or buying stocks or whatever. Like I, I was telling people all this stuff, kind of looking for like that self validation, I suppose. And like, nobody had anything negative to say. Like the worst thing I heard was like, Hey, make sure you have a good property manager. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But like, nobody was like, do not invest in real estate. Oh my goodness. You know, where I've, I've heard that with stocks. I've heard that with different things that people, Bitcoin and things that I, you know, I'm like, eh, I don't know. But so that was a, a nice way of me like, Oh, I should probably actually pursue this because people that I respect think it's a good idea rather than warning me about it so yeah anyway um all right so let's uh let's roll into some some questions here i guess i guess the first thing i guess would be um before we get into like the advice piece and whatnot you mentioned the one deal but is there any specific deal that you'd like to run through as far as your your strategy and some of your successful stuff that you've gotten to play along with you know, and on bigger pockets, we we're uh, inundated with this burst strategy, right? Mm. Buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. And I just recently this year fully executed that full project life cycle of my very first burr, and uh, that was pretty cool. So this was my second property I ever bought, which was a duplex. And uh, I found this thing pretty interesting enough. I just shared this story recently. So at the time, I know. Dave, you and I are always, you know, talking about off-market strategies and how to find deals and mailing campaigns and tax records, this, and just all these like, you know, complex strategies we're trying to formulate. But this deal came to all me. mail outs that just came back. Exactly, right? So, so this deal came to me by my 80-year-old grandpa who I who I call my Papa John, right? Like the pizza company. So my yeah. Papa John has no access to internet, doesn't get on the computer, doesn't own a cell phone, has, you know, he's just, you know, an 80 year old man. And he brings me this deal. Well, essentially he's out metal detecting with one of his buddies and he says, yeah, my grandson's been buying properties and, uh, you know, he's doing this thing now and his metal detecting buddy says, Oh, I know this property over here. Let's go metal detect its backyard. It's, I know it's for sale. I know it's vacant. So my Papa John tells my grandma, my grandma tells my dad, my dad's like, Hey, we should go over here and take a look at this duplex. So look up the owners. It's a, uh, it's for sale. Uh, it's like a for sale by owner sign on a Facebook page. <laughs> and so I contact, contact the uh, lady. It's three sisters who have this property and uh, they've inherited it. They don't want to do anything with it. They don't want to rent it out. Both sides of this duplex are fully vacant. Outside looks pretty rough. Inside's okay, you know. It needs a little TLC. So uh, I uh, walked this property the day of, and I asked the ladies. They're asking, uh, I think, $60,000 for this property. I said, well, what's the lowest you'd take for this property today? They said, $55,000. And I was just doing some math in my head thinking, okay, each one of these units is going to rent for $595, $600 a month. 
And uh, yeah, math checks out. So I was like, all right, I'll do 55,000. I'll draw up the contract tonight. And they're like, okay, well, we have a lady coming tomorrow to check it out. So we need to wait until then. I said, I'll buy it today. I'll get you a contract sent over like in an hour. And it's like, well, what should we do about the lady coming tomorrow? I said, tell her you sold it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so do the deal and, uh, you know, step one, buy this fully vacant property, which is a little scary, right? Because you don't exactly have a proof of income. You know, I'm ballparking these rents. I'm like, I think they'll rent for 600, but maybe they won't rent at all. I'm not sure. <laughs> so fast forward, I get this place rented out for $600 a month, do some renovations, interior, exterior paint, you know, finishings, nothing major. It didn't need, you know, like crazy renovations or anything. It didn't have to knock down walls and, you know, restructure the building or anything. But, uh, so I do all that stuff about a year and a half later, I get it reappraised and it reappraises for $110,000. So doubles in value. And so I bought it for 55 appraised for $110,000, pull out my equity and roll it to another property. So that was a cool, just to see the whole Burr method come together from start to finish. And I uh, still got the property, obviously it's rocking and rolling and it's uh, been really probably my biggest home run properties. Yeah, that's super killer. That's cooler than my most recent Burr strategy, which was, I found this property for, I kid you not, a wholesaler said it to me, 18,500. I got it uh, should have been worth 70, 78. I think my comp was 78. Contractor said 20 grand tops to fix it. So I'm like doing the math. I'm like, perfect. And then in the time it took me to do the math, it was already contracted and sold in cash off market. Oh, so bummer. I was way too slow. It took me like <laughs> seven days to get all that done. Moral of the story, shouldn't have waited on the comp. Should have just gone with my my head math. And, and I was just kind of sketched because I was, you know, for me, I like I'm 6,000 miles away. So for me to do a long distance, I'm like, eh, let me get my agent to verify my math on value. And I should have just pulled the trigger because someone else had bought it. But I mean, they had closed prior to me sending the email on the seventh day to say, I want to buy it right now. And they were like, oh yeah, we closed yesterday. The guy brought cash. And I'm like, mm. oh wow. Yeah. Um, well, it was a good well, deal. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> so lesson learned, pull trigger, go boom. Uh, all right. So if you were to so if someone was to come to you and ask you about real estate investing uh or just you know in advice in general financially or whatever like a young 18 20 year old what would what would you tell them like what do you wish you had learned uh earlier on because you are exactly right on the same i was raised in the school job mentality as well in fact we were joking earlier that uh when i said i was going to join the military i basically got dragged to like every school in the state of arkansas because they were convinced that if i found the right school i would no longer want to join the military little did they know that i just wanted to blow stuff up i didn't want to go to school <laughs> you can't take that out of me so <laughs> I think, I think we have some, uh, another shared interest there. You know, I went to school for fire protection engineering. I just wanted to catch stuff on fire and put yeah, it out. So, you know, hey, find, find a college degree that lets you do that. It's pretty that's rare. Sweet. So, yeah. Well, I don't know if somebody in the, you know, let's say 18 or 20 years old came to me and was asking me about real estate. First, I would ask them some questions back and they would be like, okay, what do you want your life to be like? Because, you know, many people out there, the, the right path for them is to go to school, get a good education and work for somebody else. You know, if they want a stable, you know, long-term career, then maybe, maybe working for an employer is the path. But if you want something that 
doesn't have a ceiling and you're in control of your own destiny and you can be creative with things. And if that's what you want, then maybe real estate is the path for you. Real estate investing that is. So let's just assume that real estate investing is the path we're going to take because, you know, that's the premise of the show, right? <laughs> No, I would say, you know, kind of once again, fast forward, what do you want your life to look like? Do you want to, you know, have a lot of passive income? Do you want to build an active business? Are you going to, you know, want to flip a bunch of homes every year and, you know, have a crew of contractors and be very hands-on? Do you want to maybe just, uh, you know, work part-time for, you know, whatever it is you like to do? Maybe it's, you know, being an active duty Marine or being a fire protection engineer and you just want to supplement your income. So, I think really auditing what you want your life to look like and what your goals are is like the first step. And then from there, I mean, your, your options are so endless with real estate, right? Like we were mentioning, you can wholesale, you can flip, you can buy and hold, you can, you know, do repeated burst strategies. So I would say just think about what you want your life to be like, kind of map it out, you know, and just do things intentionally. And, you know, your options are really endless with what you can do in the world of real estate investing. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is that like the more creative you are and the more you let your imagination run wild, the more opportunities you create for yourself. Uh, in fact, I just, I had a buddy post something about that yesterday and I was like, yeah, I just released a video on creative financing because like I've somehow managed and I think it's all luck of the draw, but you know, who knows, but like somehow managed to not pay over 6% down on a single property yet, which granted might be a little over leveraged on some stuff, but I think, you know, you mentioned like opportunities like they're out there you just got to be creative um so i don't know yeah no i love that it's definitely right i mean there's there's so many ways you can do real estate and the more creative you can get the more opportunities you can create for yourself so having your 80 year old grandpa be your bird dog or you know finding properties like you do or you know investing six thousand miles away you know there's just all kinds of different ways you can do it the more creative you can get with it the more fun you can have and yeah it's all about a system and a team Yes, definitely so. All right, so I like this question and it kind of ties back into the, the real estate side. So what is what, what makes the Jacob Ayers version of or method of real estate investing uh, unique or successful? So I know we talked about a burst strategy, but you know what what is it that allows you to be successful? Like what's, what would you, I don't know. I'd say it's mindset. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I try not to let real estate investing stress me out. I like for it to be fun and it's something I want to do. I don't want it to be like a burdensome thing. And, you know, like I need to make, you know, all these deals happen in order to, you know, continue to put food on my table or something like that. I try to just let it, you know, you know, be the thing that, you know, I like to do. I don't want it to like really ever become a burdensome thing. And, it can easily do that because there are some definite, definite pitfalls in real estate investing, right? Like just this morning, I woke up to a call, like plumbing shut off at a rental property, got to handle it. But you know, those things are going to come up. So you just have to have the mentality that those things are going to happen. Don't let them stress you out when they come build some processes and some systems of how you're going to handle these things. And uh, yeah, just try to, uh, you know, roll with the punches. So for me, it kind of starts with that mindset of just, you know, understanding that there are going to be some uh, punches you're going to take and try to develop some systems and processes. So, and then, you know, after that, after, you know, getting that mindset down is I really focus a lot on scalability and being able to unplug from the business a lot. So yeah, that's kind of like my take on real estate. I think it's, so people, I think one of the biggest questions I get is, you know, how am I able to buy 
property when I'm, you know, 6,000 miles away. Like, and, and I flew home for my big one, but I flew home like two days before we closed. And it was just because I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm obligated to see this thing. Um, <laughs> but I actually had no intention of seeing it until my partner was like, you should probably go look at it. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and, and people, you know, it, it scares people to say that. But honestly, I think it's a blessing for me because what, what being 6,000 miles away has forced me to do is trust my team and, and have a system because I couldn't operate real estate. Like I could not manage my properties from here, you know, on my own and worry about every detail because it's three in the morning when you guys are waking up. Um, so it would not be conducive to my lifestyle. Uh, and so it's forced me to have a team and systems. And so I think that's almost a benefit and, and if you can get to the point where, like you said, stepping away and having systems in place and not stressing, like other than this one property that you and I kind of talked about, that's a little bit of a headache for me right now, all of my other real estate, the extent of my dealings with it is that I get an email from my property manager at the end of the month that says, here's your report. And if there's something big, she'll call me, but I haven't gotten one of those phone calls in like four or five months it's literally just like hey here's your report any questions nope and then my hour a month is spent on okay type up my report because i'm a bum and don't have an assistant yet um <laughs> but i mean like they're totally stress-free and they're cash flow and uh and i and that's just systems so yeah you know so many people come to you i'm sure and they're like david what about you know when you know you get a plumbing leak or what about this or what about that and it's like yeah those things happen I, I know they're going to happen, but, but what's your option? Not invest in real estate because you don't want to deal with the leaky toilet or, you know, you don't want to read the property management statement or whatever it is. Like it's not a good enough reason to avoid something. Right. Yeah. I don't even know about that stuff. Like I will get my report at the end of the month to go, Oh, I spent 60 bucks on plumbing this month. Do I care to ask what that was? Nah. Like I told my manager, Hey, unless it's over 300 bucks, or something really weird that you're not sure what route to go to solve it. Don't call me. And yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, and I told her, you know, Hey, if it's something that you can replace, so like if a light bulb goes out, replace it with an led. If a uh, toilet breaks and you need to buy a new one, buy a high efficiency one. Like if it's something you can spend an extra 50 to hundred bucks to upgrade more efficiently, do it. If not, buy the cheapest one and don't bug me unless it costs over this much. And she's awesome. Like I, yeah. So anyway, so system, system, systems. Wonderful. Uh, totally agree. I'm going to not hijack this. Um, all right. So, man, we've kind of covered some of these questions, but uh, I guess, you know, I'm going to throw a weird one at you and I did not prep you for this. Uh, no worries. But I just thought about this because it is December 14th. So everybody's going to start setting their new year, new me, new year's resolutions and all this other crazy stuff. So I guess my question would be, is there any goal for 2019 that you're dead set on that you would care to share? Or is there a strategy that you use for, for goal setting that you would like to, that you think has made a difference in your life? Because I would assume, and I could be totally wrong on this, that you are the type of person that has some goals in life uh, because I have yet to meet a real estate investor who does not at least on some level set a goal. Uh, and if you're that guy, then, you know, just omit this entire part of the conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you, you bring up an interesting point. Most real estate investors have goals and I don't know if it's just because the nature of the business, you've got to have them or if it's a personality type that's drawn to real estate investing. But first and foremost, 
New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals are kind of my pet peeve. Like, I don't understand the concept of waiting until a certain date. Like, I'm going to become a better person, but not until January 1st. Like, it's November. I'm just going to be continue being a lazy bum for the next two months. And then come January 1st, I'm going to turn it on. Like, no, start today. Like, don't wait until January 1st. It's December 14th today. Don't wait until January 1st, even though it's two weeks away. Like, turn it on now. Get after it. Or, like, start thinking about it. So, yeah, I think goal setting is so important, right? Because if you don't have something you're aiming at, then then what are you doing, right? So I like to start with some long-term goals, like 10-year goals, and then back calculate from there. Okay, so if that's your 10-year goal, whatever it might be, what's your five-year goal? Where do you need to be at year five? And then where do you need to be at year one? And then I really like yearly goals because I can kind of operate on a yearly basis, right? So say your goal is to you know buy... I don't know, let's say a duplex in 2019. What do you need to do in 2019 to buy that duplex? Well, you're going to have to analyze, let's say, 100 deals. So what does that mean every month? You're going to have to analyze, you know, eight deals a month or whatever it is. So I really like kind of taking that uh, step-by-step approach and goal setting. And of course, they have to be smart, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive, time bound, right? Is that, yeah. is that smart? Yeah. So those are really important. And uh, yeah, but my first and foremost piece of advice is don't wait to start setting those goals. Don't start, don't wait to start acting on them. Like don't wait until January 1st. There's no need to do that. So yeah, just get after it now. Totally agree. Yeah. So don't watch my uh, Facebook live on the 29th because um, it's going to be talking about New Year's goals. Uh, so I just, I was, I was, I was sitting around and I'm like, okay, so this is the, the world is going to end as far as those four days of people just posting all of this stuff about all new year, new me and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I got like four or five different guys. We're going to do like a group chat and turn it into a Facebook live and basically talk about like 2018, 2019 and, and just an- try to try to answer questions about just what you and I are just talking about. Uh, but I totally agree. Like I set goals, but then, you know, if, if I meet one, I set the next one. I don't, it's not like, Oh, I met that. All right. We'll wait till January 1st. to. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Right. I don't mean to come down so hard on new year's oh, resolutions I- because like every, at the end of every year, I look at my next year plan. Right. And I say, okay, in 2019, what are my goals now or where am I at? So yeah, I look at things in a monthly annual decade type basis, but if you've got zero goals today, don't wait until some exactly. arbitrary calendar date to get started. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like I like what you're doing there too. I don't mean to a, come so- Oh, no, I, I totally agree with you. There's a super negative connotation to New Year's resolutions anyway because everybody it's like the meme war of like gym today, gym tomorrow, no gym the <laughs> next day. Uh, and I think that people set themselves up for failure by joking about that stuff because they think like, oh, yeah, well, it's no big deal. Everyone else fails on their goals in the first month. Like, hmm. No, no. People who abide by the New Year's resolution change my life today mentality do. People who set goals do not. There's a difference. Yeah. I think it's a mentality thing. But anyway, uh, I digress. So we're going to get into, because uh, I know you got a, not a whole ton of time, and, and we may be able to talk about this next one for a little bit, but what is one resource, book, course, website, et cetera, that you would recommend to anybody getting started in real estate and I'm sorry for those of you who are like, wow, this jerk is yawning. Uh, it's still only five fifteen in the morning here. So <laughs> my coffee is yet to be found, I guess. 
Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's hard not to reference bigger pockets. I mean, they are the elephant in the room when it comes to real estate advice, networking, education. And of course you and I, that's how we met. So, I mean, it's got a near and dear place in my heart. It provided me a ton of great information and resources when I was getting started. So let's set that aside. Let's just assume like that's a given. I think the best resource I could recommend are podcasts just in general, because it's like the new Google. I mean, anything you want to learn in depth about, there's a podcast out there. If you want to learn about Harry Potter trivia, I guarantee there's a hundred Harry Potter trivia podcasts out there. Real estate, there's a bazillion. Um, you know, so anything you want to learn, you can find out through a podcast, just like, you know, what we're doing here, YouTube video series, those kinds of things. So I think that's a phenomenal resource for, and it's free by the way, I think every podcast I've ever come across is free. And so, um, yeah, I'd say podcasts are just like a a great resource to just kind of get involved in the world of real estate investing or whatever it is you want to do. And, uh, yeah, from there it's a rabbit hole. So yeah. Yeah. Podcasts are good. And yeah, shameless plug for BP because I love them. Um, bigger pockets is wonderful and yeah, podcasts. And I think that I don't know. I mean, there's so many rabbit holes you could go down with that. But at the end of the day, if you're taking some time to learn for yourself, then you're doing something right. Yeah, definitely. So, and yeah, I think it's just, it's setting aside a certain amount of time every day, week, month, whatever it is to invest in yourself, because this whole real estate investing thing is, you know, you're ultimately investing and you're expecting a return, but the best investment you can make is not in a house. It's not in an apartment building. It's not in some, you know, super low key or high key storage unit somewhere. It's what's in between your ears. It's your mind. So if you're not taking the time to invest in yourself, then don't even bother in investing in anything else. Yes. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And that's why all of us are weirdos when it comes to listening to audiobooks and reading books and talking about goals. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's hitting the nail on the head and that's why yeah. we all end up on podcasts and talk intelligently or try to talk intelligently about this stuff because <laughs> we've spent time learning it, whether it's on our computer. Uh, anyway, so before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to add? Any parting advice, big ideas or anything that we didn't touch on that I should have asked you? Yeah, I would say, look, if you're thinking about getting started investing in real estate and you're unsure of, you know, whether it's for you or whether you can manage it or if you're worried about the pitfalls or worried about the hardships or whatever, I would say take some time, educate yourself and just take action. That action could be buying a book on Amazon and reading it. That action could be downloading a podcast and listening to it. That action could be going to bigger pockets and spending 20 minutes just looking in the forums. It could be buying your very first deal. It could be researching property managers. Just take action and, and take that next step and that next one and that next one. And soon enough, you'll look back and you'll realize you've accomplished all of this. So I would say just, you know, once you decide on it, spend some time investing in yourself and then take action. So yeah, it's, it's doable to everyone out there. Trust me, if Dave and I can do it, then <laughs> pretty sure anybody else can. So <laughs> I, I is Marine. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's exactly what I always tell people is like, learn network and take action. If you can, if you can, educate yourself and then go for it because the most of your learning will be done when you put your foot out the door and take that action. Uh, and I mean, I've found that most of the time when you take action, the learning is good learning and it's things going your way because you took action and took control of your situation in your life. So, all right, Jacob, where can people get a hold of you? 
Yeah. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I uh, host the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast. So you can find that anywhere you can find podcasts, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, all those places. And if you want to connect with me, learn about what I'm doing, reach out to me. The best place to do so is www.jacobayers.com. Totally forgot to plug your website earlier. No worries. Awesome. Well, hey, Jacob, I know you don't have a whole lot of time, so I'm a, I'm a, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but I really appreciate you coming and chatting with us for a little while. Uh, you and I have talked multiple times, and I'm sure we'll continue to stay in touch because it sounds like we're pretty much on the same path as far as our thought processes and objectives. So uh, I look forward to seeing what real estate does for you in the next little while, and I uh, look forward to continuing to listen to your podcast. Hey, thanks so much. And hey, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Anytime, brother. Have a great day.